Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. Now it came to pass as he was praying, that's Jesus, was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So we realize that the majority of chapter 11 of Luke is about prayers. So, so many things to learn. So he began to talk to them. So he said to them, when you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's why we worship. No matter the situation, no matter the condition, when you get into God's presence, but to get into God's presence, you worship. Hallowed be your name. A, a direct prince says that anytime you want to pray about anything, it's important you thank him first about that particular area. Thank you for life. You give him glory. It's about, it's about your finances, about your job, whatever area. You give him thanks first and worship him. So this is the model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So that's worship, which we have done this morning. And then the next thing which I tried to teach last week, I, I would love that to enter into us because if you don't know the protocol to a thing, you might not maximize uh, the thing. It's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom advancement prayers must be a priority when you are praying. Many people put, give me my daily bread before thy kingdom come, and they wonder, yeah, God will respond to you. We are his children, sons and daughters. Of course, he will respond, but you're not going to get the best. Because Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's kingdom advancement prayers, uh, it's, it's spiritual stewardship. It's one of your greatest investments as a Christian. The kingdom. In fact, our multiplication, our prosperity, our increase, all those things are, are tied to kingdom advancement. I've shared the example of Anna. Anna was trusting God for the fruit of the womb for many years. And she was even being mocked by the other wife, Penina. And then she has been praying every, almost every year, going to uh, Shiloh or Shiloh, you know, in scriptures, praying and praying. And then something happened a particular year. I don't know whether God spoke to her or it was just by chance, but it, it, it tallies with this principle of the kingdom. So she went to, the, to Shiloh and said, okay, if you give me one, a male child, I will give him to you all the days of his life. That's the kingdom come. He didn't, she didn't even say uh, he was serving in the, in, the, in the kingdom, in the, in the church for like four years. After that, I'll get him back. The, just, I'll just give him to you. And then somehow, heaven responded. That's kingdom. Unknown to her, or maybe known to her, the prophet in the house, Eli and his children were misbehaving. So there was vacancy. Oh, there was vacancy. Like there are many vacancies this year. Many varsities will be removed. Amen. Many esters will be enthroned in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. And that's why you just want to be careful you are not devastated by behaviors, by misbehaviors. 
money matters, attitude. Yeah, that, that, that is because when we come to church, everybody is Esther. Everybody is Joseph. They were the Vastis. God knows them. Because God said to me, the enthronement that will happen this year, Vastis will be removed like Jigar. You know what Jigar is? <laughs> like uprooted, and then he will plant. It's not the Esther that removed Vasti. But Esther never met Vasti. So it's not about somebody is doing me. You are doing yourself. So be careful that you are not a Vashti this year. Because enthronement and, and, and made the kingdom first. And God said, okay, I will, I will do it. And then Samuel came. And for her, thank you. At least it shows that I'm not barren. I have a son. But God gave her extra, I think, four or five children. That is, seek ye first his kingdom. And all these things shall be what? Added to you. That kingdom come. So as a church... As a believer, invest in your spiritual stewardship in your prayer life. What do you pray when it comes to kingdom? Pray for growth of the church. When we say growth, it's not just about numbers. Growth implies more lives transformed. In fact, when you're praying about that growth, you say to him, Lord, let your church be an instrument of transformation for many others. Just the way you are blessing me. Just the way you are transforming my marriage, helping my life. Lord, let more people be transformed. Growth, expansion of his kingdom, enlargement, advancement, outreaches, that all the outreaches that we'll be doing this year, let them be effective because you can invite and nobody responds. You can talk to somebody and they won't respond. Oh Lord, as we step out, as we talk to people, let there be favor, let life be transformed, let all our outreach efforts be productive. That is kingdom. That one, it doesn't affect, you know, it's not about your shoe or the job you are looking for. Those things are not bad. But kingdom first. Kingdom first. Okay? You pray for impactful services. There are many services that will take place today all over the world. Some will be impactful. Some will be very boring and useless. And nothing keeps people away from church like unimpactful services. Even you won't like it. If you come to church, it's boring. The word is not practical. The worship, you cannot connect with God. They waste your time, spend five hours. You won't come again. Nothing hinders the kingdom like unimpactful services. So you pray for impact. Lord, anoint the worship leaders. As they lead worship, let your, let your power flow. As our pastor, whoever is going to be preaching, Lord, let your hand be upon him. Let the word go unhindered. Let the word, give him the word in the first place. The sent word, the transforming word. That is kingdom. Pray that the word that will be preached with bad testimonies. Lord, let people know that you are not fake. Let the word touch them. Let the word transform them. Let the word bear testimonies and signs and wonders in their lives. That is thy kingdom come. Praying for your pastor. <laughs> I said to our pastors yesterday at the retreat we had, that I hope they are praying for me. To lead people is not a small thing. And as Kenneth Copeland says, ministry is the hardest work. Because many of the other things we do mostly involves uh, mind, uh, physical energy. But the work of the ministry involves almost every sphere of life intensely. Your spirit. 
your mind, your body, your emotions, everything that they go. So every time you are ministering, you are spent. You need to be replenished. Maybe you should not envy pastors like some people do. They only look at some of the glamorous parts. But there are many unglamorous parts. Dealing with people is the hardest thing in life. I'm sure you know that. If you, are, if you see Moses, you ask him how he almost even wrecked his life. You know, he wrecked his life. Leading people. People are the hardest to lead. So a leader needs wisdom to lead well. That was why God was pleased with Solomon when he prayed that prayer at the beginning of his life. He understood the key because without wisdom, you wreck people's life. You wreck your whole life. Moses got tired at the time. You saw the Red Sea part. You ate manna and you are still complaining. He just started abusing them. I mean, from what I learned from Moses, there is nothing you do for somebody eh, that they will not still misbehave. It's a lesson. Those are lessons from Moses' school of leadership. There is nothing. So, you assume that you that seeing the Red Sea part alone is enough of a lifetime of gratitude to God. And then you saw frogs everywhere. And then God delivered you from Pharaoh. You saw everything. And then after all said and done, I'm tired of this man now. He must give us a good bread and sardine. We are tired. Ah. Is there even a way to ask it? From your own mouth. No gratitude. And you look at Absalom. The very dear son of um, David. I was watching his story again. And I had to pause. The Absalom was very handsome. Very handsome. He was supposed to be the king after David. But the devil entered him. He lost everything. Even his life. They caught his hair every year. As a memorial. His hair. Not, not um, Costa Rica hair. Divine hair. Very long. Beautiful guy. David loved him so much. That even when he stood against him, he was telling them not to kill him. And Joab said, we have heard. So leading people requires a lot of wisdom. A lot of grace. So pray for your pastors, especially your set man. The success of your pastor is your success. Pray against evil friends. Pray against psychophants. You know psychophants? That will say something before you and do something else outside. I pray that for my pastor. That eliminate from his circle anyone that the enemy is trying to use against him. I pray for him a lot. Because as the ministry enlarges, a lot of people enters into your circle. And some have very bad motives, but you don't know. They don't really show, except you have discernment. So pray that your pastor will keep having discernment. Pray that any Achan in your pastor's circle be uprooted by the Holy Ghost fire. Glory to God. The kind of advisors a leader, a leader have, has, the kind of advisors around the leader affect the leader. Do you understand that? So you find that um, the reason Pharaoh was able to have a great time as a king was because Joseph was his chief advisor, economic advisor, which affected the entire nation. And then you find that King Ahab had a very horrible wife called Jezebel. She was his chief advisor and it was a horrible time. So it's not just about our pastor, but the people around the pastor. So pray for the pastor. Pray for the pastor. Somebody said, thy kingdom come.
Oh, say it louder. Thy kingdom come. And then the next one says, Thy day, uh, thy daily bread. <laughs> Give us day by day uh, our daily bread. For I, I, I believe this co covers uh, many other things. Business, career, finances. You pray about it. Now, one of the keys to experiencing favor in life is to ask God for it. Lord, let your favor rest upon my labor this year. Because you can labor so much and not have... I mean, the story of Jacob and Esau is very instructive. From scriptures, Esau was more hardworking. How do you say that? Was a harder worker. <laughs> was more intense than Jacob. Now, and the Bible says, Jacob was a mild man. Is a way of saying just there. But with all the helter skelter of Esau, he didn't get a blessing. So thank God for hard work, but thank God much more for his favor upon our labor. I pray that our 2022 will not be a wasted year in Jesus' name. You pray for favor, one, one, one drop of favor, one, one unction of favor upon your life can change your entire story this year. I'm telling you. One of our men called me yesterday and uh, was sharing a testimony. Well, it's still in the works. How somebody called, somebody, of course, they worked together in business in the U.S. called and they hope there was an oil business that was coming up. And they, 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 they didn't even know it was a test and that's why you must not be a Vashti or an Akan. And the lady said, okay, that is money they want to bring in from Abu Dhabi for investment. And they mentioned your name. Uh, but uh, we need you to really tamper with the invoice. I mean, the, uh, what do they call this? They this, this submit in the offices. This is modern invoice now. It's the one a quotation. <laughs> when you're buying vessels, that was not quotation. Huh? Tender, all those stuff. Yes, all those things that they should tamper with it. That, and he said to her, you know, mother, I don't do that now. You know, I don't do that. And they were, she was appealing to him, the business, and she insisted. When she finished, she now dropped. She now called again and said, well, what the man in Abu Dhabi said, that he wanted a clean Nigerian. So, I'm going to give his number now, so you can call him. And then they connected him with the guy in Abu Dhabi, and they've been talking. Big business. But somebody else would have said, no, is it Tampa you're looking for? I will tamper that with it. Tampa? I will take what, what, anything you want. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.